Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of the Soda City Sit Down. We are right getting we're getting right into the midst of what is an early sports desert. Uh, normally, this starts end of June and goes until like I guess end of August until the start of football. But this year, it starts in the beginning of May because there's nothing going on. But we are going to power through. We are going to give it our best shot, and we are going to give any ounce of sports content that we can bring to you during this time, even if it's talking about a made-up race between two ants in our backyard. We will find something to bring to you. That's some quality content. That's content. Yeah, I have a lot of ants in my backyard. I could probably put something together. Um, we'll we'll talk about that, you know, off off mic. We'll see what's gonna go as on. long as you don't have murder bees, then you're good. Dude, murder bees, definitely, yeah, definitely win the bracket. <laughs> to be fair, I'm I'm not any more scared of murder bees than I am of regular bees because what? I am deathly afraid of just regular bees and wasps. What do you mean, like so, bumblebees? Regular like bees are fine. Bees. Hornets are like no. Wasps in general. Wasps. I'm yeah. terrified. I'm terrified of if it if it flies and has the ability to sting, then I'm terrified of it. And if it flies and I and I've seen it so quick that I don't know for sure if it has the ability to sting, then I'm terrified still until I realize it cannot sting. I I'm just I have like a phobia of bees and wasps. <laughs> have and you ever been stung by them stuff. before? Yes, yes, I have. Okay. I'm not allergic. I'm not allergic or anything, but I just, I am just afraid of them. And I have no real reason. I don't know why. And the older I get, the worse it gets. <laughs> okay, I thought it was going to be the opposite. No, no. no like, it doesn't get, like, the fear doesn't get worse. Like, it's like, it stays just as bad as it always been. It's just, it's worse as in it's more embarrassing to be afraid of, like, uh, a bumblebee. Yeah. But, like, like, if I will not walk by a plant, like, if it's being, you know, just pollinated by a bee, like, <laughs> I will walk in circles. Like, I will go a mile out of my way just to not pass that plant. I can't wait till you do, like, you know, a regular dad moment and, like, bring your kid to the playground or, like, to a park, and then you see a bee and just, like, run off and, like... like you know, dad, like, I'm drop teaching, your kid dad? <laughs> I'm teaching, like, how to ride a bike, and, like, I'm just, like, we're going, and, you know, you know how, you know, you normally do, like, the... Or you let go and you're like, oh, you're riding a bike. And I'm like, about to let go and like a bee flies up. And I'm just like, shows my kid down off the bike. And I'm like running halfway down the Throw street. the bike at the bee. <laughs> throw my kid at the bee. Sting them. Sting them. In the regular situation that these kids have, it's like, you know, my dad went out for a pack of smokes and I never saw him again. You know, in your kid's case, it's like my dad saw a bee and I never saw him again. <laughs> Last thing I Jesus. saw of my dad, he was high stepping it down the street running away from a little bumblebee and you know what i'm okay he left what a, he's like, what a bitch <laughs> <laughs> yep so that's my life that's my life um so yeah bring on the murder bees they're no scarier than a regular bee so, they kill 50 people a year apparently oh my so. god I just and they're huge like what two I inches the like they're massive. Of it. that thing yeah. is like the size of the palm of your hand what? Yeah, yeah that thing is massive i'll might, tell you might what. want to hold off on those killer bees man Asian continent is trying to kill us. No, yeah, that's why I'm also not afraid of them because there's no circumstance in my life that I will ever come close to one of those. I can guarantee you that. They're in Washington. My question is, how'd they get here? Well, you're not, I'm, I didn't, not, I'm not buying that they flew over the Pacific. I'm not. Oh, you think, think it's... They uh, most likely were on a cargo ship. It's a yeah, boy. that's kind of how everything gets sent. Yeah. Uh, 
shipped with the coronavirus. You know, this is just what we needed. <laughs> yeah. There's not even. It's not even gonna be a problem. I'm not worried about them at all. Oh yeah. Really, there's yeah. like a zero percent chance I'll ever. People see said them. the same thing about the COVID crisis. Remember, you're, this is being not recorded, me. Clayton. Exactly. We're gonna. This is being not recorded, me. Clayton. We'll remember this. <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember three months ago, and you know, some of us at least were like, oh. When I'm not Tyler was like, this is not a big deal, and Jay, <laughs> yeah, and, Jay and I were like, yeah. you guys are idiots. This is gonna be terrible. I yeah, still I remember. stand by the fact that it's not a big deal and that everyone is just overreacting. Okay. I, I'm, uh, I'm ba- I, I was off that train for a little bit. I was like, oh, crap, this actually got pretty serious. And now I'm like, you know what? This was never that serious. Let's just get back to it. Oh, okay. Getting- That's a bad take. It's not uh, a bad take. You know why? Are we going to talk because about this on the podcast? Or I want are we gonna, like, actually going to talk about sports? <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying that the reason why is because I want football. And I will risk my life and limb and everything. I will face a bee or a murder bee or any of them for football. Oh, really? Now that really? sounds like some content. If I've yeah, I was about to say, can we find a murder bee <laughs> and deliver it and have? Well, we're we're gonna, we're gonna, we can find a regular bee that he's equally scared oh, of. Oh yes, yeah, I got yeah. a ton in my backyard. Let's do it. We're gonna tag the NFL and say, if our boy faces his fears, <laughs> can't cancel the season. <laughs> Roger Goodell's bitch ass would still cancel the season. <laughs> we know we told that young man that we wouldn't cancel a season, but now he's dead, so like he's not going to know either way. <laughs> exactly. This is this is the new Josh versus the Goose. I was about it to say that's Tyler round one. The B. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. jo- Josh is like the final, like the big, the big fight. Like Tyler's is, is like, like Tyler's the, is the undercard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, wait. Okay. I- I'm gonna bring us a killer B, and that's the undercard to a well, goose. Well, I mean, if, if we got the if we got a murder B backstory, that that goose has been talking shit to Josh for like seven years. Yeah, okay. yeah. it's more about the, the content is, of it. The thing is, it's a story. Is a history behind it. It is a yeah. killer. It's not a killer goose. It's not a killer B. Not that you know. I would say that if you fought a murder B, then you could then you could be co-main, but until then, I don't if it's just a regular wasp or bee, you're on the undercard. I don't want to be COVID. I don't want to be co-anything. I want to be the card. I want it to be all about me. <laughs> oh, you know, one of you is going to have to either drop or gain weight because it's a really unfair weight advantage. True. So, I mean, <laughs> you're going to have to like, yeah, really go running. Like, might have to be like 10 murder bees against uh, yeah. Tyler. To make Josh is probably going to have to gain probably 10 pounds to be able to be the weight. <laughs> the is, yeah. we can't Damn. fly. But we can't fly. So the geese Are you going to do my boy Josh like that? <laughs> I felt really bad saying it. Fly. But... So that, I think, outweighs. So you have to be like flyweight or whatever. Really? So <laughs> there, <laughs> I, I just think, I think that the, the ability to fly is it kind of levels out that, that weight disadvantage there for our opponents. That's just my opinion, though. No. Just no. one man's opinion. No. Okay. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so are, are we a sports podcast? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, we're, we're a B podcast now. Uh, yeah. Change is weekly. We're the, the Soda City Zoology podcast. <laughs> And coordinated by Riverbanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hashtag sponsorship. Yeah. Sponsorship. Absolutely. We wish. We wish. If you're out Rocky there, Riverbanks, you hit us up. They, they're probably hurting just as bad as we are. So. 
uh, well, they're probably hurting more because they actually have <laughs> they revenue. actually lose money. Yeah, and they're losing yeah. money, and we're just a podcast with eight listeners. Maybe, probably not. We're losing that's money. Too much. Stretching it. Yeah, it's like four <laughs> still. Yeah, and I'll have to check. Yeah. Four listeners and there's five people in the podcast. So. Hey, I mean, we got four <laughs> listeners, but we did pass 150 followers on Twitter, so that's pretty cool. Hey, I don't even hey. see that. That's neat. Yeah. Well, we're we're doing so well now. That they're you know those those benchmarks don't even mean no, they don't listen. Anymore. They just like yeah, the yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh, another uh, hundred followers. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, yeah let's do we it. Can't get any more listeners. So oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um. So like I said, it is. Uh. I guess we we'll get back to the sports. Uh, get back to the podcast that we are meant to be. Um. Like I did say, it's been. Uh, we're kind of getting in that dead zone in sports. But uh, it has been a sad week this week. Uh, we did have, I guess the most prominent news was the passing of legendary Miami Dolphins coach Don Shula. I know Austin took this news pretty hard this week, as we would expect him to. Um, and I, I think, did you have a, a little, a couple words planned there for this, Austin? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of words, but yes, I, I've got a few words to, you know, basically, you know, Don Shula was, you know, he was the epitome kind of of, of Dolphins for, you know, 30 plus years. Um, he honestly, greatest coach of all time. I think it's really close. I mean, I know Belichick's got the six Super Bowls, but when you look at what Shula did for the game, what he meant to players, what he meant to other organizations. I mean, you look across the board amount of just team um team home pages and like players other coaches other gms who just you know were expressing their condolences to the shula family the impact he had on the game um you know not just for for players but whole a whole other franchises i mean you look at you know the epic dolphins jets bills rivalries for all those years you know the kelly marino years uh in namus years even i mean shula's been around forever forever um, you know, he, he has seen more happen to this game and has been involved more in this game than anyone else. So, you know, he, he kind of is, you know, eternalized, immortalized into this sport. Um, it, it, what he means, not just the Miami Dolphins, but the NFL is can never be forgotten. He's, he's a legend. Um, you know, it, it's a shame that he only won those two Super Bowls, but one of them is still the greatest accomplishment of all time, that undefeated season, 72. Um, you know, that has yet to be broken or beaten. And, you know, that, that's still kind of the, the goal for anyone right now, right. Is that undefeated season, but you know, he, he meant more to the sport and to the team than I think anyone can compare to right now. So yeah, it was hard, you know, as a, unfortunately, you know, I'm too young to the point where I didn't get to see a lot of Shula coached years. And, um, so I can't really sit there and say, you know, I remember this particular moment. I remember that particular point in time, but just, I, I am old enough to where I know the impact he had on the game, what he did for the organization, the success that they had all those years. He coached for 33 years and only had two losing seasons. So that is ridiculous. I mean, I can't even express how impressive that is. Um, you know, he, he's an NFL, he's a one-time NFL champion before the merger. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion with the only undefeated season. Um, he, he has the most regular season wins as a head coach, the most total wins as a head coach. He is immortal. I mean, he is the Mount Rushmore of the NFL. He, it, he will never die. It's yeah, sad. And, and as someone, I mean, as a different you know, outside fan, I mean, not a Dolphins fan, I mean, it, it, it definitely is a name that is just synonymous with football. It's one that, I mean, 
just the Shula name, it, it, it does have that, like you said, immortal feel to it. And, uh, and, and really looking at it with all of the, all of the things he's done. I mean, he's the all-time wins leader in the NFL and all that kind of stuff. But I, I really think that the numbers that we've all seen in the last week and in the past and stuff, the most, one of the most impressive things to me is 33 years coaching professional football or a professional sport in general. That is, that's something that's unheard of. I mean, to, how good you have Such to be to stay employed for 33 years in the head coach position. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. That's very impressive. I wonder what's like the average tenure of a head coach in the NFL. And right now, it seems like five years, to be honest. Dude. I mean, you look at right now how many coaches just cycle in and out of the of these. Yeah. You know, Belichick right now is kind of the only one who's maintained. Uh, Belichick and Reed, uh, you know, but Reed, you know, left the or got fired from the Eagles and has been on the Chiefs now for a while. But I mean, even big name head coaches, right? I mean, they, you know. Well, how many I, of those thirty-three years were in Miami? I'm um, from seventy uh, to what was it, ninety-five? Oh, so that's a that's a long time in South Beach. Right? Seventy to ninety-five, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. It's incredible. Just a very impressive run. It's just crazy that there there was someone like that with with that ability, and then like they pretty much ended their career, or he pretty much was done. But it's like before, like the year I was born was ninety-five, so it's like never saw him at all or anything like. Basically, most of his career was done when, you know, most people couldn't even watch these games. So it's just crazy that, like, Bill Belichick is regarded as this, like, greatest of all time coach. And it's like, we can't even see a lot of the Don Shula games very easily because of the quality and just the, you know, probably wasn't even televised a lot of those. So it's just, I don't know, it's kind of one of those crazy things, like, people lost the time um, about, like, athletes from, like, 50 60 years ago that it's like do you think they could have competed with the modern age it's like i would love to see it i would have loved to see like kind of the don shula kind of uh coaching system you know uh that's a good topic for a for a future podcast is old athletes versus oh no just like old athletes versus current athletes and like yeah yeah absolutely could they compete like the different ages yeah i think for a coach you could but athletes. A coach, yeah, a coach is very different because coaches, you know, especially someone like Shula who coached for 33 years, Shula's coaching strategy in his first year, I'm sure, was incredibly different than what his coaching strategy was in his final season. Right. Coaching. The game because evolved the game so much. Evolved yeah, the, game years, the game evolved tremendously in five years. I mean, you can say the same thing about, about Belichick. You know, the way he was coached, the way he coached year one is different than the year that what he coached last year. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, that goes with just the changing of the sport, with the changing of personnel and everything. So I think that coaches match up, um, like when you're talking about like how would one coach from from ages past to one coach in the modern era, how they would how they would stack up. I think that would be a lot more um, a lot more of a, of a closer comparison like if you actually had the way to like just go in a time machine pull one out and throw one in like throw them together then like two players uh you know like i mean if you put like johnny unitas versus aaron Rodgers, that like that, that would be just so different even though like johnny unitas is the greatest quarterback of that era i mean they it just they he wouldn't compete probably with Rodgers, but shula oh, yeah. against like belichick or something like that shula i mean he spent 33 years progressing and, and and seeing what was in front of him on the football field and adjusting to that. So um, yeah, yeah, it gave him, give him a couple like, X amount of hours of film study 
I'm sure he's got something ready to go. And, I, and tell you, that. I tell you what, like Shula, there's one thing that barely any coaches can beat for Shula is this man's iconic look. We're going to talk about Shula. We're going to talk about the starter jacket. Because that yes. thing was, because <laughs> we've been talking about it on Twitter a little bit. <laughs> Tyler was uh, talking about the starter jacket being in South Beach and everything. Uh, that was his look. I mean, if you look at like all of his famous photos, that starter jacket is like, that's the Shula look. That, that was who he was. That was his personality. That's just like what, that was Shula. That was totally yeah. Shula. And I think the only other coach I would even put in terms of like that look, that iconic, like the the iconic look that he would have is probably like Ditka. And I guess you could do like Darth Hoodie with Belichick. And that's about mm -hmm. it. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Like coaches don't really have much of like a look or a style or anything. What about, uh, what about uh, Jim Harbaugh and the khakis? I guess so, but like yeah, yeah. everyone's got khakis. Uh, yeah, I mean there are other things like you know, like I mean like Spurrier and the Spurrier visor, and like, the visor. And other like, levels and things like it. that. Uh, Bobby oh, Knight true. and uh, Bobby Knight in the red sweater. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'm just kind of. It was a good one, you know. Well, the Pete mustache, Carroll but just like the sweatshirt. Dabo Sweeney and a very and a Kmart sweater. sweater. <laughs> Dabo Sweeney and a Bible. <laughs> All right, now now we're we're, we're going to be getting into a little. That's going to get a little. Too <laughs> I was about to take it too far. So yeah. <laughs> good. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with the Bible. Just with you know how how Clemson conceives themselves is holier right. than now. Right. My uh my like I said, it was it was just sad, you know, that unfortunately I wasn't alive yet to see a lot of his success. So I'm sure there's other you know Dolphins fans out there who can really attest to more what he meant. Or, you know, just his coaching strategy and what he brought to the field, what he brought to the game, stuff like that. But I, I am old enough to just know, know oh. and as, as a fan enough to know what, what he meant to the league, to the team, the success that we that he contributed. You know, I think, you know, all of us kind of understand how impactful he was when, and, you know, and it doesn't matter just because it's Jula. If you coach for 33 years, period, you know, you've done something right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is a shame that I never really got to see him coach like that. Uh, that's kind of one of my big, um, you know, disappointments but i you know i understand what he did and how much he meant to the league to the dolphins he will be immortalized forever and uh, you know may he rest in peace and dolphins in the nfl lost a, a huge huge part of the game so i got a quick question for you austin and i guess everyone else can kind of pitch in if they want um when normally when like a team loses a very important owner to the organization even like a quarterback especially like coaches they memorialize them in some way so i know we'll probably have if the season continues a shula kind of memorial game but i know like a lot yes. of teams will do some sort of like emblem on the jersey like i know the bears have the one on the shoulder and i think the lions have the one on like the 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 breast side of the of the uniform do you think the dolphins will do some sort of emblem on the jersey for next year for shula well, absolutely 100 percent. i see a don shula patch uh becoming a thing absolutely yeah. I, I don't i don't think they can't like they, they can't not like yeah it would it would it would yeah it would just be a missed opportunity if they wasn't i mean just as a sports fan right i'm I, sure i'm sure for the first home game you know they'll probably do you know like a, a halftime or a pregame memorial as well you know which will be really sad but you know through the season for sure i expect them to have you know maybe on the on the breast or on the shoulder somewhere and on maybe the back of the helmet they'll have like back a of the DS, helmet, yeah like ds emblem or whatever uh i absolutely the dolphins will definitely i hope um, i hope they'll just like maybe they'll go back to the the alternate throwback for the entire season in his honor 
Is that I would be totally okay with that too. Yeah. yeah, they should do that like forever in his honor. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying because I think yeah. they're gonna. Are they gonna do new uniforms next year, or is that someone else? I think. Is uh, I think we'll probably do them next year too. Yeah. So yes. hey, I mean, it could just be writing on the wall then. So that's that's cool. I'll, I'll be I'll be looking forward to see like how they how they end up doing that and um you know how they do the memorial game and everything. It should be pretty cool. It'll be it'll be you know sad to see for sure. There'll be a lot of uh, people interested in that, you know, his kind of memorial and you know, that that first game, you know, with him being, you know, because he goes to every, he went to every game, you know, it'd be, he, 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 so this was the first season without him there and all the people that look up to him. So it'll be different. But, yeah. And that's something that's cool too, like how you said he gets to every game. Like, I mean, and I guess it's kind of also rare because there are very few coaches that get to retire on their own terms. But just being around that, that like to be such a part of the program, like I think it's, it means more to a program like to have that coach always be a figure and really she that they care about the program like going forward. Oh yeah. I mean, he definitely, it was a big part of Gase, you know, at least having some wins. Wasn't it like he was 16 and eight with Shula yeah, like for, for every game that, you know, at home that Shula attended Gase was like 16 and eight or 16 and six or something crazy. And for, you know, the, the random games that Shula wouldn't, wasn't at, he was a losing record. So, um, <laughs> No, oh, it, it it's you know I, he just everyone just plays better you know it's like the Shula effect. Yeah. So I don't know maybe maybe now you know he'll be he'll be over that Hard Rock Stadium so hopefully that means that you know you'll be playing better with him kind of in the rafters so um it'll be it'll be good to see you know a good season for the Dolphins so even though I'm a Jets fan I think we're all hoping for that. And and, and like I said earlier just to close it up real quick you know like I said pretty much every team I think you know like I said I was seeing all their and Facebook pages paying respects. I mean, I think it's hard not to appreciate what he did. No matter if you're a Jets, Patriots, Bills fan, you know, big rivals, like just knowing the impact he had on all those rivalries and how long he stuck around, right? So, yeah. And, and a quick thing, too, you know, he coached against 10 Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, he was 42 and 21 against all of them. And he never lost to, he also never lost to Bill Belichick. Hey, he my man. Did chance to? Yes, he did. Yeah. Three times. Huh. Are there Is many, he but... included in that 10? Yes. Yeah, well, rest in peace to the icon. So. If we're going to talk about Hall of Fame coaches, we might as well talk about some of our polls that we did because I'm sure there's a couple Hall of Famers in these in these two polls that we had uh, over the past couple weeks. We had two yeah. wide receiver polls and a tight end poll. And yes, I know yes. the wide receiver polls are a little bit more understanding it was a little bit easier to kind of see how people made the decisions tight end poll at least for us is a little bit more polarizing but uh what do you want to get into the wide receiver poll first yeah and they were first. I mean, first one yeah yeah so our two winners you know our wide receiver one is randy moss I think, I think we kind of briefly covered that before the draft you know when the draft came up things kind of got hectic and we wanted to make sure we were focusing on that um and then for the wide receiver two poll our winner was heinz ward so Peyton's got some weapons there to throw to, and our tight end winner uh, was Tony Gonzalez. So I, I, you know, there were no upsets in that poll, so that was pretty interesting. Tony, yeah. you know, made his way through and beat everybody out. But um, yeah, so our wide receiver one is Randy Moss. Wide receiver two is Heinz Ward. Is there anybody in the second poll that you guys felt should have gone further, or you know, didn't didn't go? Julian Edelman beat Wes Welker, which was that was a crime. That was a crime. <laughs> yeah. Right. Outside so of that, bad. um, it was definitely some recency. Went as I expected. Yeah, the the downside of having like two wide receiver polls is I felt like it was like a, a lot of really good wide receivers are in one poll, 
and some of those guys could easily beaten guys in the second poll. So it was like, yeah. once yeah. I saw Heinz Ward, like I had some favorites, I had some guys I liked, but I knew it was only going to be him. Um, so I think it was like just a clear cut, like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I also felt like there were a lot of people in the second poll that I was just like, either didn't know that well, or was just like, uh, I haven't like hardly ever seen them play. Cause this is all 2000. So there were some people that are still currently playing now versus some people who like their career ended early, early in the 2000s. So, yeah. Um, but I, I, just, I definitely agree with who we came down to. And I had to point as well. Heinz Ward is awful. I really hate him. Oh my god. <laughs> I was I just was so mad that he I Josh voted is gonna want Heinz back. Ward deserved to win out of the people in the second poll. But no, he didn't. Heinz he, Ward honestly, is not the second best receiver of the two thousands. Heinz Ward is a dancing with the stars champion. Oh my god. Oh my god. Again Lord. with your dancing with the stars. Oh, so, Lord. So why is that a bad thing? Uh, where would you guys have yeah. put Heinz Ward in the first poll? With all, with all the other guys that we had in that, in that first poll. Who's Roddy White? Outside of I Tyler. Would, <laughs> I, would, I would have put him like fifth. Yeah, I, I, probably top four, or at least in the top eight. I mean, Ward, I mean, even though he was clearly above cut, all these other guys, I think, you know, Ward, actually, what he brought to the game, I mean, Super Bowl champion, but he was, I mean, he was an elite receiver for years. Years. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but they're just like way more elite wide receivers in the other poll. Oh, of I course. Mean, Larry of course. Fitzgerald made the final in the other. I wouldn't put him over Heinz Ward. What? I, I uh, would. Uh, I would. That's a very unpopular opinion. <laughs> Please put... explain your reasoning, but defend well, yourself. First, first of all, Larry Fitzgerald shouldn't have even been in the final in that poll. He was the five seat for a reason. Terrell Owens got beat by Steve Smith in our. Yeah, that was pretty polls. bad. <laughs> Terrell Owen, Steve Smith, Larry Fitzgerald, all better than uh, um, Heinz Ward? Heinz Ward. I don't know if I might Steve Smith is better than Heinz Ward. All 2000s backups can be Larry Fitzgerald. And that might be something to look into. But yeah, um, other than that, pretty much made sense. The uh, tight end poll. Oh my had, god. It really wasn't that bad. It was... I didn't understand how Rob Gronkowski beat Antonio Gates. I just don't get it. Why? Well, that is. I I'll give you my unpopular pick. Gronk should have won the whole thing. I also no! voted for Gronk to win the whole thing. He literally lost by two votes. I'm glad he, 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 he won. Here's the reasoning. Let, let, let me explain. It goes back to our conversation on the first poll we had. It's if you're wanting to build your team with them. You're gonna want the person with the higher highs, which is Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is Gronk. No, no you're no, no you're Gronk was injured Gronk for like two seasons. We're the talking man. about highest no. highs, not talking so, about. So injuries. you're telling me that if you're That's starting low. with somebody, number one in general, you would want to start a guy with that like would just is a paper mache tight end. He was not a paper mache tight end. Like toward the last think, couple of years, I think years you're he you're forgetting he, that he, he the was last hurt like some. five years are the times that he got hurt, and before that he was um, part of uh, five years is way too team. long. It was not that long. So, that was he that played long. For that like much. He played for like what eight seasons, right? From 2010 like nine or something, two thousand eight to two thousand nineteen, and counting. Remember, this number is counting. True. True. But Tony Gonzalez is just hands down the best tight end of all time. Well, 
the thing is, not just it, in the twenty years or since two thousand, he's just well, dude, the best I, fighter of all time. I know, like he should have won that for sure. Antonio Gates should have also beat Rob Gronkowski. Like Antonio Gates' stats across the board are much better than Gronkowski's. Period. Tony Gonzalez never even made not a like in goal. a per year basis. Then, I mean, but a tied in. What is true? a tied in? Like you're not going to make the Super Bowl or not because like you don't have like some standout tight end. Like you could be an elite. Well, you're, so you're telling me you would rather have someone that? who is worse that doesn't help you? Like what? I, don't I mean, get no, that I wouldn't. That, I mean, that's no, a terrible I, argument. I wouldn't want someone that's like I don't want a bad tight end, but like I like you can have an elite tight end. Like that position is not going to be the position that like takes you to the Super Bowl. So do you think that's, that's still a bad argument? Gronkowski. You don't need an if elite, had, elite punter to, to make this goal, but if you can have an elite punter, you're gonna take you're gonna take the better over the worse. Tony Gonzalez is just better than than Gronk. Like the Pats did not go to all those Super Bowls because of just Gronk. So yeah, my, of course my, not. My theory from before was, or like in our in our text was that in pretty much all of these polls, I think almost all of them. It's, I mean, it's, it's been about performance, but especially in the tight end poll, it's like, which tight ends really like jumped out to people in terms of like personality, in terms of who they were. And it was like, Tony Gonzalez is always like a really big personality, had a lot of charisma, was really funny on and off the field. And Gronkowski is Gronkowski, like Gronk, like everyone knows that type of personality. So when it comes down to it, like tight end positions are just so functional and really like they don't do anything. They do their job. You block a pass or you block for your, your running back or a wide receiver kind of uh, route, or you're catching a ball like midway down the field. You're not doing like crazy stuff. You're not like, so it's either your personality off the field is what people are looking at, which is why I think, you know, these guys won the final um, or it's no, just, no, I mean, Gonzalez won because he's the greatest tight end of all time. I mean, that definitely helped, but I mean, that's why, like, no yeah, one voted I mean, for Antonio I, Gates. I, I am saying that, that Gonzalez is the greatest tight end of all time. But if we're talking about a per year basis, if I'm going to pick an individual year and count on someone to have a better year in, uh, in, in a shorter amount of time, then I think Gronk is better. But uh, you're not. But, but that's not what you just said earlier. You did. That is say, exactly what. I'm, no, what, what, no. what did I say then? What did I say? You said you said that this poll is going to be if you had to take one of these players and make a team with them. Yes. Who you're going to go with? And now you're saying, well, if I had to pick who had who had the best season, I I, I want you to recall our conversation that we had when we first talked about this poll. It, we are talking about. But saying, what, but if saying, you're making a team, you're thinking about what uh, you're giving your best chances of winning the Super Bowl. So you want the better player, even if you're with a shorter amount of time. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, just this is serious curiosity. What would you? What does Gronkowski offer you that you would choose him over Gonzalez? Uh, receiving. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so dumb. No. That's so dumb. Do you know no. who Tony Gonzalez is? Yes. <laughs> I am Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> I just, I don't know if that's like the best. I mean, I can see reasons for maybe why someone would. Hopefully I can. I don't know if I'd say catching is the one that I would put as why. Gonzalez also caught everything. The dude was massive. Much like Gronk, because Gronk was a big dude too. Don't get me wrong. But Gonzalez caught everything and anything that was thrown to him in the red zone. 
I, I don't know if catching is the, probably the best argument I would use there. I mean, so I, I'm looking at the stats, and Gronk averaged more yards per game. So I feel like that's a perfectly fine argument. Tony Gonzalez was the NFL receptions leader in 2004. Did Gronk ever do that? No, he did not. Yeah, uh, no. This man, this man led. He, this man, he goes. I would pick Gronk over him because of receiving. And this man led the entire league in receptions one year. That's the actually pretty league. huge for not a tight end. and for a tight end for a tight end. Yeah, not not a wide receiver or or anybody else. A a tight end. Yeah. Also, I'm I'm pretty positive that Gonzalez is like fourth all time in receptions. Yeah. I'd yeah, he, he is up there. And you just <laughs> you you have made the absolute worst, 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 worst. The biggest difference I think is a Gonzalez had a longer career, so he's going to have a lot like more. Like if you're talking about overall like total career in general, I think you go Gonzalez because that's uh, that's what you'd have like your if you're trying to create a dynasty long term. But with uh, with Gronk, he only made five Pro Bowls compared to uh, let's see how many. Oh, fourteen. Oh, that's kind of hard to say because so like yeah, it's it's similar to our uh, like. And maybe this is a stretch, but our Andrew Luck versus Eli debate, like one had a much longer tenure career. That, that's yeah. what I'm talking. That's what I'm referencing. Yeah. So but it's, yeah. It's, it's literally There's not even that. Like, For the Vic it's, versus Ben. It's it's just even if Gronk played as many years as Gonzalez played, I still don't think it's like I don't think the conversation is even there. Like Gonzalez is just clear cut better than Gronk. For me, durability is a huge thing. That yeah. was kind of covered briefly, but I mean, Gron- uh, Gonzalez, I don't think was ever hurt. I don't ever recall a game where Gonzalez missed, maybe like one or two for minor injuries. But, you know, I know Gronk put his body on the line a lot and he was a big dude. So I know a lot of it wasn't necessarily his fault, but we all know that late in the career, late in his career, he was missing a lot of games. I think he missed a whole season, in fact, but, you know, he had back yeah. problems, he had elbow problems, you know, his body was just getting tore up. Um, Gonzalez playing all those years and still he managing to miss the least minimal he game. Was seven. Okay, excuse me, sorry. So I guess he didn't miss a whole season, but I know he missed a lot of games. One one argument Seasons that there. you know we, we talked about with Here, just uh, just for 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 your curiosity, Austin, he <laughs> uh, played 16, 16, 11, 7, 15, 15, 8, 14, 13. Okay. There were two seasons where he missed half. Actually, that's that's pretty good all things considered that uh, Yeah, yeah. So that's a full season. Uh, yeah, you you guys are saying like he's like but is this that kind of playoff like, games he played for the Patriots. No, no, no. That's regular season games. Okay. All that being said, also, the fact that Gronk has three Super Bowl rings and has the experience as in a dynasty versus Gonzalez, who never had that, you know, it's hard to hold it against him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you are the tight end. But I, I could see an argument for both sides. So I'm, I'm glad it was very close uh, between those two because I, I do think that was we surprised that there were zero upsets. Did anyone feel like there should have been an upset? That we had like this is the first one, this is the first poll we had. The, yeah, the only one there was was Jimmy Graham beating Dallas Clark, and I'm gonna be honest, I don't even know who Dallas Clark is, so uh, <laughs> that one wasn't that surprising. Yeah, I, I I think it was fair. I think the right Austin man did won. good seating on on the tight ends. Good job, buddy. Yeah, I'm actually happy with our top four. I I was honestly low key worried that Jason Witten. And I made the top four. Jason Witten. I was worried he was going to lose to Greg Olson. Jason Witten absolutely deserved top four. 
Um, yeah. I'm fine with how our final four played out. And Gates, I'm kind of with Marino. I, I'm a little upset that Gates, because Gates was just so dominant as well. He, he actually was kind of reminding me of us. I could be happier if, if he won with a close matchup. But, like, Rob Gronkowski, like, tore away from that matchup. I, I just didn't understand how, like, he didn't get any votes. That's the only thing I was surprised. The thing too with Gates, Gates is another one where durability. Like Gates played for so long, very rarely missing. Yeah, um, you know he was and he played for good. It was with San Diego with all those years through their high and their low years. You know he kind of stuck around. Yeah, he was like pretty much the only reason they stayed productive, even in those bad years. Like he was the only it's guy. It's funny for a about while. that uh, Gronk Gates matchup. <laughs> it was seventy-seven percent of the votes went to Gronk, and the comments are just. Gronk beating Gates is horrible. Why is this happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, "How, dude?" I will say, like Matt's. I, I do get. I do get Matt's argument about Gronk having the Super Bowl experience, but I don't think you can fault Gates or Gonzalez at all for them not having a Super Bowl ring. Uh, Gonzalez, when he was with the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs were kind of me- were really mediocre for all those years. He was kind yeah. of their bright spot. Um, you know, same with River. Same with excuse me, the Chargers. Uh, once LT left, you know the the Chargers were kind of a middle of the pack AFC team. Uh, it kind of kept them relevant. You know, Gronk did just thrive in a good system with Brady and Belichick. So I can't really fault either of them for not having. Yeah. Any- and for for about half of the time, he was with the Patriots too. He wasn't even the only tight end. So it was right. like, yeah, uh, I mean, he did have to share numbers, but like, but when he, he wasn't was, like he was, he was like relied on. It, yeah. There were a couple years there where I say he was. So like, you know, once. Became kind of the primary tight end. I mean, let's be honest. How much? How many times was Gronk just forced the ball? Um, and I, there were definitely times where Gates and Witten and Gonzalez were forced the ball too. But especially like when Gonzalez went to the Falcons, though. I mean, White was still on the team. You had Julio coming into the league. Oh, I mean, now you I, respect I, Roddy White. The hell out of here! <laughs> never not respected Roddy White. Yeah, we never not respected Roddy White. But, you know, Gonzalez was an option. He wasn't just the option. I, I mean, I think it's safe to say right. that for a while there, Gronk's been like the guy. The receiver. Um, for the I will beat. say just just for for the sake of the argument, um, I don't think Tony Gonzalez has ever defended a pass because in Gronk stats he does have one pass defended. So if you want to play, hey, him what on was defense, that one pass? He has, uh, he has <laughs> one blown lateral. And he has one blown tackle. Yeah, exactly. Mm, <laughs> that that was. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, if we're talking about uh, playing defense, I'm definitely not taking Gronk. <laughs> yeah. I might as Gronkowski well. Gronkowski didn't have the angle. <laughs> oh, he's reliving uh, again. Look, there oh he God. goes. My heart's beating fast. We uh, we better we better go to wrap this bad boy up before this gets very not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, just real quick, I didn't want to correct myself. Gonzalez is actually third yeah, all time. That's what we tweeted out. So our Twitter is uh, more accurate than Austin. Everyone just remember that. Wow! Even though I think Austin was the one who tweeted that, I was. I was. I, was. <laughs> oh, all right. I can't remember everything I tweet. Sorry. But yeah, I guess oh, moving on. So you consider biggest, complaints my uh, way. If you don't biggest like. storylines coming through nowadays. The perfect time to drop all this was the last dance, which we mentioned last week. We'd be talking about some of our uh, some of our co-hosts have watched none of it because they're incompetent. <laughs> some. But so, uh, guess you'll 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 figure out who that is when you know, we speak. Yeah, I, when just, I don't speak a word. <laughs> I I just don't get how you have not watched any of this. It's just 
I've had you know, you're Jerry Krause. That's what you oh, are. You're Jerry Krause. Don't lie to us. It's the middle of coronavirus. You have nothing to do. What? That's some nothing BS. Get out of here. Nothing, nothing to do. do. I, put is... up, I put up LED light strips today. All right. Whoa. <laughs> How long did that hey. one take you? It took me like 30 minutes to put him up, but I had to 3D print a bunch of shit. Hey, you wouldn't be oh, saying that if you saw these in person. Day. It looks awesome. Wow. Uh, what did you do with your other 23 and a half hours of your day? Um, I had some coffee, and I slept a little <laughs> bit, too. Why didn't you just watch coffee? What did you do with the other 23 hours and 25 minutes of your day? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Um, no, I mean, honestly, another thing, too, is I just didn't want to go through, like, going into ESPN.com and trying to, like, remember what our cable package password and... No, Marino isn't going to watch. He thinks Michael Jordan's, like, overrated, and so he, he won't watch. I think he yeah. kind of is, to be honest with you. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Marino, Marino isn't watching the Last Dance documentary because it's an ESPN film, and ESPN is owned by Disney. <laughs> by Disney. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you took it. That's what I was going to say. That's where exactly where I was going. <laughs> I mean, kind no. Um... I honestly, I think it's a really interesting thing. Like, I would watch it if I could. I, as you guys do know, like, I mean, um, but for everyone else, like, I like have a lot of New York family members. I'm not a huge Knicks fan, but a lot of my family members are, and they all hate Michael Jordan because they they're a lot older than me, and so they they were, uh, you know, big fans during the Ewing. Yeah, era they were highlighting that, so. and, like Jordan and Ewing going at it. Yeah, it was in uh, that was in last yeah. Sunday's episode. Yeah, I wish Her that episode. I wish that matchup was a little bit more like even. Because they're really like, yeah, they were heated, but I mean, Michael Jordan pretty much just took it away every time. Like, it, I saw something that was like, if if that Knicks team of like the early '90s or I guess early to mid '90s ever went up against uh, the the Bad Boy Pistons, like there it would just oh, it would have been nuts. Like that would have been content. Bomb. It would have been great. But just to get you to kidding? some of the talking points through the first six episodes. Um, I think the main ones, as as it goes through, we're not going to give like a summary of all the episodes, but more so just kind of talk through what a lot of the the takeaways so far have been. Um, the first of which, before we start going to that, yeah, go can I just it. like say like one one gripe that I have is I don't like that it's not in chronological order. It jumps around everywhere, and I don't like it. See, I I kind of I like, I get the frustration there, but the. F- the way I saw it, like immediately, I could tell, like as soon as it it established in the first episode, like this is going to be about the ninety seven ninety eight season, but because that is the title of the show was the Last Dance, and that's what that was for them that year. But I get like so far through the six episodes, uh, I think in the last in four, five, and six were the ninety one, ninety two, and ninety three championships. And so, like, the first couple episodes go into, like, the early years, the North Carolina years, and then the draft. And then after that is kind of, like, the area in between um, his start in the NBA up to the 91 season. And so, like, I like how it goes because it is going in chronological order from, like, the backstory in the first couple episodes is of his younger years. It's like kind of doing it, but so like the thing that it's like structured is like, it focuses on like one time in like the, the like future ish, like in the nineties. And then also that always cuts back to sometime previously. Yeah. The future, as opposed to 
So like I, I so like the first three or four episodes, I didn't have that big of a problem with it because it was like, all right, so these are the big three guys. You know, obviously there's Jordan, there's Pippen, and there's Rodman. And so the first couple episodes are like, okay, this is Jordan's story. You know, he went to UNC and then he uh, then uh, you know he did that. He he hit that game winning shot against Georgetown in the national championship. And then uh, and then oh then there's Pippen and he came out of a small school in Arkansas and he's underpaid and and all of this and. Um, and then they're like, oh, here's Rodman's backstory. You know, he was a bad boy. He was, um, he was this. There was a Vegas story and all of that. So, like, jumping back and forth there, it was like, okay, like, we're understanding how this team was made. We're understanding what made these stars the personalities that made this team. So, that right. was fun. And then it starts getting, like, it does go forward. And then after it goes off of those guys, you start seeing, like, other like other aspects of the – like of all these flashbacks, like they're talking about the dream team. I don't really understand why, what the dream team had to do with the 97, 98 bulls. And I loved, I loved the episode on Sunday night because seeing the video of like the, um, Oh, what, what was it? The Morocco practices or something like that, wherever they were, um, playing against each other where they were, where, yeah, they did the scrimmages and, and it was like bird and Yeah. I, so I, I can I just say before because the only thing I do know about because I've seen some clips online and some of the people I follow are on the media team for USC. I think it's just if we're going to talk about a bunch of bad stuff, let me get this one good thing out of the way: is that the the cinematography and the fact that we have all of this footage from like really early years in the '90s when like ESPN was like just getting started in the '90s and like really getting some of these inside looks into players' lives wasn't even really like that. It wasn't documented until like this era and the fact that we have all this footage to to use for this i think is incredible i think it's really cool you know, to you see said, you years. said this before and like just because it was espn like wasn't really like it was just getting started like you mentioned this earlier like when you're talking about shula and stuff like th those games were all filmed like we yeah but i mean like they were it wasn't like but the only reason like the off uh, court stuff is filmed is because like Jordan like had his own like camera crew filmed. Yeah, like they had a camera. Now my question is that happened in 1998. Why is this documentary coming out in 2020? Because they're geniuses. Like, they knew years later everyone would have nothing to watch and they would make their yeah, money. Coronavirus. Honestly, I think it's crazy yeah, that they like, held on to that for 22 years. I don't know if there was like like the backstory with it. Like I'm sure they had hours, oh, yeah. hours, and hours sure it of footage. I mean, they probably had months worth of footage. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. because I well, mean, they they probably again like like he was saying they've probably been holding on to this thing for years for the right moment to release yeah. it because oh, it's like, for, when's it going to change? Like, I guess my thing too is like how many more they got in the bank? Yeah, it's supposed like, to be ten, 10 episodes. So I imagine the final four episodes will. From the 97, 98, we'll just go through what happens at the end of, of the playoffs and then the post part of that to what happens to leads to the like the dissolvement of the team and everything. I imagine it'll also probably go through um, what hasn't been said the 94 and 95 seasons in between the the back-to-back uh, -back, uh, three titles. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll, we're going to... And, and the retirement, yeah, the baseball years, Space, Space Jam, Jam, all that yeah. kind of stuff. We'll probably oh, get a lot of that. that. So all that's exciting. Yeah. Marino, you said like you were trying to get like a good thing out of the way before we like trash. I want to make that completely clear that I think this this is like fantastic. I don't I don't think any right. of us were arguing I, I, I that like say. there's a bunch of problems with it. I think 
my my idea is that like there are some controversial like points within it um but overall i think yeah. most anyone would agree that this it's a phenomenal documentary I, I, I learn something every every oh, yeah. Night. And also like any like people our age, like I was born in ninety five, like midway through the dynasty of the Bulls, like we none of us were able to watch it that. Already most over. of it's been stuff that we've heard. And so like genuinely this is like stuff that I hear people talk about all the time that I'm actually getting to almost like relive in like a ten right. episode documentary. But um That's it what is makes it so interesting. interesting. Like yeah. I, yeah. Well, again, that's like that's like the thing. Again, with my my family in New York, it's like they think it's crazy that kids in in New York will wear Jordans now because like in the '90s it was like you don't wear Jordans because Michael Jordan. It's like hell no. Why would you ever do that? And it's just like kids don't know how important that was. And even for me, it was like, I mean, was like the rivalry really that big? Was like I understand Jordan was like good, but was it really like that big of a deal? All these games, you know. And it's like it's really cool that we get to see it firsthand, kind of shown to us in a different perspective to really grasp how just how big this was like this was this is the sports world so it's, it's pretty cool that you know ever kid, younger kids the younger generation are able to see how important the 90s were in basketball yeah and and just how much different it is and we kind of were chatting a little bit about it before like we started recording recording but like it was such a different game like it was so much more physical I mean, like the like the you would not be able to. Have... I didn't realize how physical like the Pistons were. Like that was really. Oh yeah, the, boy, the clips of that were really interesting. My dad was telling me about the like all when I told him about the documentary, he was saying that like all he wanted to do was see the '91 uh, Pistons Bulls, and like my gosh, that's crazy. Like the the fact that like they still hold grudges against each other to this day because of the. The end of that game. I think that's hilarious. Like, the Isaiah Thomas yeah. Michael Jordan beef is amazing. I didn't know about that beef. Part of me wishes that the basketball world we have now is yeah. like that. People would have like just everyone hating each other. I mean, well, like, there is like there's there's beef, but like the beef is stupid. It's different. Like, it's different. Like it's like oh, I have beef with that guy, and like and like Damian Lillard drops like a diss track, you know, like. Yeah. That's what happens in today's like, NBA. I had beef with that guy, but now we're on the same team. So, uh, like the Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan Isaiah Thomas did like beef is on site. Like on site, Jordan would beat his ass. Oh yeah, it it is just it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, there's and there's so many rivalries like that. Like there's so many guys that they talk oh, yeah. about. They're like I mean, Shaq, I, I hate that guy. Kobe, I hate that guy. all had all had like so one with thing. Like that. Even even on his own team, yeah. Jordan, yep. Jordan would fight Horace Grant if he saw him right now. <laughs> Dude, I don't know who to believe with that either. It's it's tough to say. I believe Jordan. Horace Grant's a Clemson guy. I didn't realize that until Monday morning. I was. I hope he beats his ass. Then. The game. I was listening to one hundred seven five. The game and uh and and I think it was something like it was deep in my brain that he was a Clemson guy. And they brought it up. They were like, "Yeah, he played at Clemson." Oh, and wow. I was like, huh, that explains everything. But yeah, one one thing that is established early on um, away from the actual game action is that throughout all the episodes, uh, Jerry Krause is, like, brought back as, like, the villain in all of it, which, like, one controversial part I've seen is that, like, Krause was 
is the only person that is unable to actually defend himself because he died in 2017, which makes it pretty difficult to like throw all this on a guy who can't defend himself. But at the same time, it's really hard for me to deny the fact that Kraus was absolutely like in over his head and was like tearing down what is probably one of the best um, dynasties. He reminds me of, of Dave Gettleman. Interesting. Because he's like, you know, he he like put he puts together pretty good teams, but then he like has no regard for like the like player relationships with people and like he's just like no, nah, this is like a business. Like if if it's time for you to go, like I don't care about you. I'm going to ship you off. Yeah, and I wouldn't use the term in over his head because I don't he think put he it was together. That, I yeah, I would say that he just had like a Napoleon complex. Like it's not like Oh, someone built this team up and then I took it over and I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, what to it's do with it's all almost these guys. like he just couldn't like, get out of his he, own like way. He he was he kept like he had a good thing. You have to let yeah. that good thing run its course. Like the fact that yeah, you're like, telling were... your Hall of Fame coach with the greatest basketball player of all time and the biggest dynasty that's ever existed that it doesn't matter if you go eighty two and oh next year, like you're done, we're rebuilding. Like who rebuilds a team that's won Who's six, seven, eight championships. That. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And like And and they probably would have won all eight if Jordan didn't oh, retire. It's just such a what if. And that that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing in like the the final few episodes. But otherwise it's just like very, very exciting documentary. I'm waiting for it's like every every day of the week is just like a normal day. It's like what day is it? I'm not sure. But then Sunday is. And Sunday Michael is. Jordan. It's it's yeah. Jordan Day. It's Michael I could, Jordan. Day. I could totally like you know, them doing more of these with like some of the bigger names from sports across all like a Wayne Gretzky one Wayne Gretzky, or yeah, yeah. Well, or, or, a Tom Brady one. Uh, no, Montana, Montana. <laughs> um, I was gonna ask. You know, this is this Don is Shula? the second. Yeah. Shula. So this is the second at least that I know of ten part documentary series that ESPN Films has put out. There was the OJ Made in America that they did a couple years ago, um, which won an Oscar for Best Documentary. Um, and, uh, and now there is this one, which could very well be on its way to another Oscar-winning um, you know, uh, you series. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they, they have done two of these that were very high-profile, that are are very very good and have had are just very very critically acclaimed. So I wanted to see what everyone like if everyone could pick one thing in sports that they could make their like that ESPN Films would make a you know as well done ten part ten hour long documentary series on what would that be? The early two thousand ten Gamecocks. <laughs> that would make Honestly, me depressed. Yeah, that would make me depressed. Be a great, yeah, basically uh, just like the Spurrier area of Gamecocks, and that would be what I would want. I think I think for me it would either Wayne Gretzky is a big one in terms of a person, or the '86 Mets because like there are so many guys on that team that like shortly after just went like you know uh, uh, Daryl Strawberry was good, but uh, you know we had a lot of guys who like went on drugs right after that, and the, the Bill Bachner whole situation that'd have been hilarious to like see a documentary on that. Definitely gonna be a homer Bill, here, Bill, but Bill Bachner. Who'd I say? Bachner? You mean Buckner, like between the legs? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I said Bill I mean, Buckner. Oh, I thought you said Bachner. 
I was like, are you talking about something I mean, different? I, yeah, it's just the way I said it may be a little bit different, but yes. Okay, I, I, New York was, came out there a little bit. It was bit. different yeah. enough to be New like... New York! It was different <laughs> enough to be like, are we talking about the same thing? You know, so I just wanted to make sure. It was just different enough that I was like, wait, is there something uh, uh, No, we're talking about the same person. <laughs> okay, good, good. But yeah, so I'll, I'll be a homer, and mine would be the uh, 72 Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One. Seventy-two yeah. Dolphins, duh. That makes sense. Yeah, Matt, do you have uh, do you have yours? Just from a Gamecock perspective, I'd like to see similar to the Last Dance, see the uh, Black Magic years of Gamecock football that I've heard so much about. Yeah, I was like gonna, I was gonna kind of bounce off Gamecock of and be like really uh, another cool, one. But also, I like I lived that and like, I, like yeah. there's that's nothing that's ever going to be. Talking about Joe that, Morrison or just the 80s, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. 80s the 80s Gamecocks. Yeah. It'd be really so, cool to see like USC, like just students, like what life was like in the 80s too, yeah. to show that would be really cool. It'd be yeah. huge for us. Like to get our school at a national stage, like on an ESPN presentation like that would be It'd probably cool. be more of a local yeah. thing, but yeah. that's a good one. It'd be more like an SEC yeah. shorts type of thing. Yeah. Uh, then, but I just mean in me, general. For me, it would just hands down, far and away, just be give me. 10 hours, give me 20 hours, Tiger Woods. Golf. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger Woods. But it's not just that golf. Like, but Particularly the last how, Masters. How amazing that would be. Like, a Tiger Woods yeah. talking. I mean, you're talking about this Dude, kid. You're right. He was two years old on, like, Bob Hope playing golf. Honestly, and they're more likely to make a Tiger Woods movie than they are to make a Tiger Woods movie. No, 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 no. I don't want a Tiger Woods movie. I don't want I don't want Cuba Starring Gooding Will Jr. Smith. I don't want yeah, I don't want Will Smith or Cuba Gooding Jr. playing Tiger <laughs> in this movie. Like, no, like I want I want a 10 part documentary at least with footage how they have of, of these of the, the 97, 98 Bulls. I want I want talking about him winning three straight US opens. I want going to the 97 Masters and obliterating the field. I want the 2000, 2001 time when he just absolutely murdered people in the golf course. I want the scandal. I want the golf club going through the car window. I want I, I, footage I, I, of that. You could do yeah. You could give me a 10-part documentary of the 2019 Masters. I mean, it, it, it's just the story <laughs> Only is Only so Tyler would watch it, but <laughs> I mean, you could watch it in reruns like The story is the story of Tiger Woods' career is one of, is seriously one of the best in it's sports history. It's easily the most entertaining thing in like in the sport of golf. Yeah. I mean, what other athlete has risen so high, fallen so far and then gotten back to the height again? Bobby Jones. He, no, no, that was very different. He got hit by a bus. He didn't he literally like destroy his career twice. <laughs> but he had a highway. <laughs> there is a very different, a very different career arc with Bobby Jones and Tiger Woods. I don't know. Maybe but Stephen, Stephen Garfield yeah, is still impressive. But like while while we were talking about Michael Jordan, uh, I think we could talk about the Jordan brand and. Potentially, I'm he hearing rumors about Jordan, the Jordan brand, and the Gamecocks. I don't know if that has I any weight to it. Can we just do a huge extension with Under Armour? Yes, we signed but like a ten-year extension. I think extension that like that would be very. I, I would do anything to get us off of not. Under Armour's garbage ass cleats and shoes. No one likes yeah. them. Yeah, cleats like are them. the big thing. There's like actual data showing that injuries happen more often in them, and 
Didn't Debo tape his cleats? Uh, That's what I've heard. I've heard he that. Wearing Nike cleats, but he didn't want the NCAA to see it. Was that the Wait, rumor? Is that actually true? I, I, I heard. I heard, I heard that as a rumor. It yeah. Been NCAA. It would have just been Under Armour. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His senior year, he taped. He wore Nike cleats and taped him. Uh, um, and taped him over, which is like you know your regular you know, just sports tape, all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 We just need to get out of Under Armour. Granted, I'm not. I know I'm not the athlete out there. I don't really have a problem with. I mean, like Under Armour's stuff. I agree with you. I agree with you, Austin. Like, I think you have more chances for more alternate uniforms, and you can customize more because I don't think Jordan brand doesn't really do that many different. Like, like you can't customize as much, but. To get away from those cleats, absolutely, I'll sacrifice it. Like the thing with Jordan is okay. So like, Jordan's gonna have like every company has their main schools that they're gonna like really help out. So like Nike, they have like their big school obviously is Oregon, and they will give Oregon whatever they want, and that makes sense because you know they're in Oregon and they're right there, and and their own and, like their founder was, is a big Oregon guy. And then they have like Alabama, and like they'll give Alabama anything. Like they're not going to mess up their jerseys because Alabama's so, you know, just classic how they are. And you know the they have Clemson; well. they'll do anything for Clemson. So like if we went to Nike, like we'd be just like their average school. Um, Jordan, obviously Jordan's big school is UNC, and then they've got Michigan, and and they have other, Oklahoma, I can't Florida, think of, Oklahoma. They have Oklahoma, Oklahoma and schools Florida. like that. Florida, we're going to fall on the bottom of the totem pole there with yeah. with them. With Under Armour, bottom is harsh. Uh, okay, we'll be Florida, we'll, we'll Oklahoma, be Michigan, and uh, UNC. Um, I, we could take Michigan. Even the bottom of that is still Probably pretty good. Bottom. Yeah. Okay, but still, Under Armour, like at least with Under Armour, we're like we're like they're one of their prime clients. So like we're gonna get yeah. the best of the best. But like if anything. Uh, Jordan brand is just growing, so I feel like if we get in earlier, it's probably better. Yeah, but we'll have to. You're talking about the buyout that we'd have to have for much. I don't. I'm, I'm I don't sure think the they're buyout. Buyout, to be Under honest. Armor. I don't think that would be worth it. I just think once the time comes, I mean, it it, it is six, seven years down the road. So who knows what would will even be options. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather see so this, this Adidas is, over Nike. This is my dumb question. Jordan brand is still technically Nike, though, isn't it? Yes. Even though I like, get it's some subset of Nike, like, yeah. what's the what's the difference? I guess between having obviously, I guess the the clean game would be. It's like a it's like a whole other company basically, but it is like. But a it's the same shoes, like it's the same everything. That's what I'm saying. So, like, what would like your advantage be of having Jordan brand? The Jumpman, like, why not why not just sign with Nike? The the advantage is the Jumpman logo. Yeah, it's like a different that's logo. Literally that's literally it's what a different. You're it's a different company. I mean, it's not really not, a different yeah, company. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. But like, like, like Nike's making their like yeah, it's still all made by stuff. Nike. I'm saying so. Like, why? I don't, know. I don't understand. It's just, the, it's just the. Cloud. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like how like other like you have like KD shoes, you have Kobe shoes, or like Mamba. LeBron, that. Um, LeBron yeah. has his own like label, and all these guys have their own like logos and all this stuff just the way that jordan does it's, it's just, just Jordan's the biggest jordan jordan was the first and jordan yeah. is the biggest so jordan of course like a, that i get i get i just don't know why you would choose that over because kid, than, you know, kids really like the jordan brand and like so you're gonna want to recruits gonna think that's cooler than under armor that's a, or or the nike logo that's yeah. that's the only reason so it's just it's hype so uh, and then, of course this is wikipedia but it says 
Air Jordan is a brand of basketball shoes, athletic, casual, and style clothing produced by Nike. So it's made by Nike. Like you know, it all comes out of the same factory, but it's just it has the Jumpman logo. And as great as the swoosh is, the Jumpman logo is like for eighteen-year-old recruits. That's even bigger. Who cares about having that on a football jersey? You're playing but football. You're not playing basketball. What is it going to do for like baseball? Yeah, I, I just feel like it's, exactly. it's the name. It's the like, it doesn't really matter what sport it is. It transcends like just not just basketball. It's like particularly with like what we've seen in this documentary. It's it's like Kobe's Mamba mentality. It's Jordan's competitiveness. It's like having that on your jersey that it plays a factor. And Austin, to, to go with what you said, you know, they're like, you said, oh, it's Jordan. It's basketball. And while it. Doesn't like it makes more sense that Jordan is just basketball because it has the Jumpman logo and it's named after Michael Jordan, who is a basketball player, and the logo is literally Jordan dunking a basketball. But as they said in the documentary, um, you know, in in the um in the Jordan doc, when Nike signed Jordan, Nike was a track company, and now look yeah. at them. And in large part, that's because of Michael Jordan and what they did in the '80s and '90s to completely revamp their image. And so you're kind of seeing that with yeah. with with, uh, with Jordan. And you know, they're signing with the with with Oklahoma and they're signing with Michigan and they're signing with Florida and these are some of the biggest names in the sport. Yeah, but and, besides like when when like UNC was the first uniform to have the jump man on it, literally the only thing that the Jumpman logo was on was like t-shirts and like random shorts and basketball shoes. That's it. So it's like it's not like Nike from that point on did baseball, did basketball, does every sport. Jumpman has only, only done that one sport. And now is starting well, to like. Well, Nike those, had they only, make, like, only done track. And, and now here we are. I mean, I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like I would want a brand that has a out. little. Yeah. Like, I want a brand that's going to make stuff more suitable for the actual sport. Like, and that's baseball, what I'm saying. To have like Jumpman like gloves and Jumpman like I I don't know dude that would be weird like I just don't know if I mean, they have I agree the it would technology. be weird but I do see I do see that there is like obviously recruits would be like man Jordan like I get all the Jordan stuff like it doesn't matter if it's football it doesn't matter oh, yeah. you know like I don't know how it would be for volleyball or or I don't know how it works for the schools that have Jordan sponsorships now how it does work for baseball and softball and soccer and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they might just be a Nike school for that, but I, I mean, I can see the appeal for especially basketball, especially football, having the Jumpman yeah. logo. What you're saying too, Tyler, like we would be like a lower tier Jordan brand school, right? I mean, and I don't want to like really yeah. dog on us like that, but you know, would we still get the same treatment, the same kind of like great, I mean, it's Jordan brand regardless, but like, are they still going to, you know, are we going to be kind of treated as like still on the equal playing field of, yeah, you guys are going to get great stuff. It's going to be great. Or it's just like, yeah, we have a great, I don't understand how that would be any different than now. I'm not sure. I just, like, we're, uh, Under Armour. Because we we're, are, we're, 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 we're Under Armour client, right. I think. Yeah. But like what, so what does that get us? I mean, I think like I, I more, think more the, the, the throwback jerseys that we got last year in both football yeah. and basketball, like we wouldn't get that with Nike. Like Nike uses like the same template for all of their jerseys. Exactly. Like, if you just watch the NCAA tournament or something like that, where you just see like jersey after jersey after jersey after jersey, this is yeah. same jersey. It's yep. just it's literally like whatever you have your two predominant colors. So like for us, we would probably have like 
white and then well i guess black because i feel like we use we use black more than we use garnet as like our alternate color for for basketball our rogue color for basketball and so you know it would have that it, and it, you know we'd have just our text on our front and we'd have carolina and then it would be like they have their like silhouette design like in the middle of like the chest and the back and then it goes down the short and then like they have the same exact like piping and everything on every single jersey and it doesn't I'm matter if you that that, that has only been like a very recent thing uh like up until like two years ago that like we okay but why would it why would that change no it hasn't been just two years ago it's been at least the last five what no way so you're saying we sign within that would not, change? not in fo- in football it's been a little bit longer but not in basketball in basketball, no, it's been at least the last five years that yeah, pretty much everybody has the same years. template. If if we went to Nike, our the our jerseys would be the same as seventy five percent of the NCAA. Oh, it's like Tyler said, the only school that gets like the extensive treatment with all the different uh, combinations is Oregon. Uh, I think that's debatable, yeah. but either way, I think when it comes down to um, apparel companies, like there's it, it really depends on your deal. But that being said, I think from a recruiting aspect, certainly with football, I think it would be better to go toward like a Nike or Jordan because I think it's more it has more clout when it comes to um, kids coming, especially for football and basketball. But um, just speaking on recruiting, I guess, and transitioning a little bit toward the common age of recruiting, like right now, South Carolina has six commits. it's not a bad recruiting um, finds so far. It's it's a little early, um, but definitely like just it hasn't been, hasn't good been great. Though. Hasn't been horrible. We did do have a couple linebackers, a, a, a DB, a defensive tackle, quarterback, and receiver. Um, it's hard to judge. Obviously, the state this year is pretty um, slim. That. I think we'll end up taking a few guys from the state that'll that hopefully end up pretty good and they still have like their whole senior years and everything. So there's there's a lot still left to go. But in in the last 2 months we've obviously been in the COVID-19 era of sports which is nothing. Um so recruiting, just thinking about recruiting from this angle. There's actually been a lot of traction in recruiting for like kids committing to places. Uh, Tennessee in particular is one I've seen where people have been talking about all these commitments around this time with recruits having minimal or no visits to some of these schools they're committing to. And I, I, I saw an interesting opinion. I'll ask you guys what you think of this, but when, when and if there's a football season this fall and everything gets back to normal, Let's let for now. Let's it's just assume that college football happens as relatively normal this fall. Well, we're going to see. I'll, I think more recruits going to visit those schools they weren't able to see before, and a whole lot of people that realized they committed too early at this point. I uh, I disagree with that. Um, I think that I think that today's day and age is where we're able to do so much with i guess so little if you want to say it that way um i mean we've got zoom calls we've got facetime we've got xyz um every uh, so many schools have a justin king um uh, do, do y'all follow connor shaw on twitter yes 
Uh, did y'all see the video that he shared? I'm sure it was put up by Justin King too. I just saw it from him. Uh, and it was like a, a thing of like, it was a really cool like mashup of like different things around Columbia and campus and things like that. Yeah, I think I, think I saw that. Anybody I I saw see that? It. Yeah, so I, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, so. But you're talking about the Kinlaw video for a second. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I mean, but like we're able, like we're able to put out videos like that. And so, I mean, we can show what is on campus. We can show, hey, this is the facility that we have here. Look at this cool video on it. Um, here, you know, we have our indoor facility. We have our new ops facility. This is some video of, you know, what game days are like at South Carolina. And yeah, it's not there. And like these guys would have already taken like their official trips, to like see the campus probably already before right now anyway. Um, maybe not the guys that are, I mean, at least the guys in like the 2020 class, like maybe not the 2021 class, like, but at the same time, like guys were like, the they, talking about. Yeah, I, I, I realize that as I'm saying it. But, um, but even then, like you have guys that, you know, you know, if this wasn't going on, a lot of these guys would already be committing to these to these schools at this time. Like this is kind of when you start seeing these commits kind of start rolling through was like the end of that year, like after 2020 wraps up and then, you know, they start collecting names for, for 2021. And so I don't know if it really is, would be any different, especially with the technology and the availability that we have nowadays. I tend to agree with you, Matt. I think that. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see what you're I'm saying just, because saying. we are in a techno technological age and like I think that stuff definitely plays a part but it's never it's never been it's never same. been everything no I'm yeah, not but right now is. right now kids are but, making their decisions just based on that like like at this point the social media and everything that like is done there all of that is making up a hundred percent of like what these kids are making decisions on and when they, it, nothing actually beats the visits. When we talk about South Carolina being a four and eight team that managed to still get a pretty decent recruiting class, a top 20 recruiting class this past season, we weren't getting recruits because of our record on the field. It, it had, had some to do with what you talked about, but it also has to do with getting in on those visits, seeing the facilities and kind of, I guess, seeing a vision through all that and like, South Carolina, what we're trying to do, and but I think like actually getting in and on campus is is huge. Like none of us have been collegiate recruits, so we we don't have uh, all the information there to know. But I, I think I think yeah. it's when people start actually going places and establishing those like real life connections, seeing real facilities, and like all of the. Um, attributes that go along with visits, I think you are going to see a lot of uh, decommitments when that comes time. Yeah, and I was going to say, I mean, you, you very well might, and because I was going to point out, you know, these are only verbal commitments. Like, no one is putting pen to paper yet. And so, you very, I mean, and, you know, you could see an influx in transfer portal after a year or two um, with everything going on. But I, I don't think it's... I, I don't think, think it's going to be increase. as prominent. Yeah, but uh, uh, more of an increase. Um, but I, I also just don't think that um, – uh, I, I just don't think it's that big of an issue. Like, I think that these guys have been – I mean, these guys are going to be rising seniors. Um, I think that they, they've been in contact with some of these guys for a while now. Um, I know Clemson just got a recruit this past week. So, I mean, he doesn't need to see the campus. They, you know, just need to get his direct deposit number, and that's all they need for him. Um, so, I mean, there's hey. different things, <laughs> but boom. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
I mean, these guys, this is, it's not like, um, you know, it's it just, um, what was his name? Shipley, the running back at Clemson. Well, Shipley. Uh, yeah. So like for him, it's not like, it's not like Dabo caught him up, you know, on the first day and was like, Hey, I want you to play. And he's like, Oh, okay. And you know, it was for the six guys that we've signed. It's not the same for that either. Like they've, they've done, I mean, they've, they've been in contact with other schools, you know, the same ways that we have. And, you know, they, they have a reason for, for picking us over those schools right now. And, um, and, you know, and, you know, the other athletes that have committed elsewhere have reasons for picking the schools that they have committed to. So I, I think it's, I mean, it definitely will come up and there will be decommitments and, but there are decommitments every year, regardless of coronavirus and everything like that. So I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference, but, uh, but, and, but I do want to say, I, I guess it wasn't really on our topics, but how do y'all feel right now for, for football season happening. I'm pretty confident at this point, particularly with Carolina's. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was like more than half the SEC uh, coming out saying we're having. Yeah, I have a list classes. of at least 10 yeah, hours ago. 13 of 14 yeah. made, made it official. Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, A&M, Missouri, Arkansas, Georgia, and South Carolina. And this was from a Clay Travis tweet of all tweets. Auburn, uh, oh, yeah, Clay Travis. So, uh, so that's just – that's eight. You, yeah, Clay Travis he's, is he's a hard you, like, he's coronavirus half of the, denier. Uh, half of the opinion yeah. of it. And... Yes, I, I do realize what the source is coming from, but I just did see the tweet that was talking about it, about the schools that have announced. And so – I mean, you could trust that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just – that's. This is relaying a fact. That's not an opinion on anybody's tweets. Uh, I believe I saw that Sankey in the last week or so said, you know, they were going to go forward regardless of, you know, if they had all 14 teams in the league. Really, the only school that I can see not looking to move forward with football is going to be Vandy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so, I mean, we can do an SEC football season without Vandy. I mean, it'll I mean, be we a already basically we'll drop a win. Yeah. I, I, uh, I actually think but, there'll uh, be all, I think in the next week or two, there's going to be a lot of decisions made and dates put out there just based on how it's, it's gone to this point. I, I would imagine that college yeah. football will happen. Um, and I think it will be a normal on a normal schedule. Um, as for like the, what the stadiums are going to do, like I've seen some debate on whether or not like stadiums, um, will be capped at a certain number of people, like maybe 25% of the stadium or something like that. I think that is all like, there's a lot of stuff still unknown, but I think those are decisions that we're going to see come through. So I'm down certainly next, uh, next week, once we have a little bit more information to kind of talk about the state of sports moving forward and what we what we all think on that but um certainly really just need stuff to happen i don't i i can't i can't wait for sports <laughs> so on that note isn't there i think there's a ufc fight night on saturday yeah i, think I, was, a I was thinking the same thing like they're the ufc uh I, I know absolutely nothing about anybody fighting but the fact that there's actually a event um, a sporting event, event going on yeah and dana white's been trying to push for that for a while too about Kind of, I don't. I, so it's just gonna be two guys fighting in an empty room, basically. Works for me. Yeah, I, I think that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, it works for me. I just, I just didn't know. I mean, I, I saw that there was something coming up, but I'm like Matt, like I don't know who's fighting. I don't know really anything more about it other than that, that I did see that there was a fight coming up. Yeah, so that should be interesting. I mean, just to have something. I mean, I don't, I don't actually plan on buying the pay per view to be honest, but just knowing that that's an option and that there will be some kind of yeah. event going on is nice. 
That's cool. Just yeah. as uh, one last thing before we wrap up that I feel like we need to discuss is that Des Kitchings got hired by South Carolina officially. officially. Uh, so, uh, yeah, excited to see what he does. Yeah, excited. Uh, I mean, he's got a coach that knows the Carolinas already, so um, he'll – was it announced what position he's going to be taking? Or is that running still backs coach? running backs yeah, was the top, backs right? Coach. Um, I think I've heard okay. he's, he's gotten after some uh, recruits he had a relationship with um, before. So hopefully that um, comes to something and we, we get a few recruits over this time. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely going to be tough to replace Thomas Brown. But um, certainly well known as a, a solid coach and a great recruiter and i think the staff that's been put together despite um the lack of success in the must champ era thus far i think the staff we put together at this point is hopefully competent enough to make get some traction going next year but we'll we'll have our debates on that as we get closer to the season next week we'll talk about some as we hopefully get early predictions Hopefully we're still getting closer to a season. We might be getting farther away here soon, but we'll hopefully getting closer. The dog days of summer are here. Yeah, the dog days of May. But, uh, but yeah, well, um, you know, there will be more to come uh, as as more comes out. It's gonna be, uh, it, it's probably gonna be a very interesting next couple of months of, uh, and it's probably gonna be a will they, won't they, all the way up till August, up till September, whatever it is. If you're talking about college or from my NFL, so. Um, we're going to be here. We're going to be watching it, and uh, and we're going to be excited to see what happens. Hopefully, we get the news that we want, and uh, and hopefully everything can go off without a hitch, and people stay healthy and don't have to worry about anything. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week.